Welcome, welcome. Happy International Women's Day to you two. Happy International Women's Day to our listeners. Thank you. I receive it. I love being a woman and I give it back to you. Yay. I love that. Well, this year's theme is actually hashtag break the bias. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see there's this little motion that you make with your hands. It's like making a big X across your like whole bean. And it's like, no, I reject bias. And for the What Rules podcast, that's what we're all about. We're all about moving color forward, promoting women, putting women in the C-suite, empowering them to become entrepreneurs, living their best life, giving them permission to quit. Because you know what? There are no rules here. What rules? There are none. We set them. So Dr. Madati, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. And then Vanessa, you tell us who you are. Yes. Dr. Madati, who am I? I am an activator of talent. My goal is to create a world, not a job, but a world where multicultural women like all of us on this podcast is the norm in positions of power. That's who I am. Happy International Women's Day. Boom. Spoken like a doctor. My God. I should have gone first. I'm the guest. I don't like following you. But happy International Women's Day. That was so boss. I love it. Hi, my name is Vanessa Santos. And I'm a whole woman on the self-discovery journey trying to live my best life and pour light into other women of color so that we can all live our best life, make a lot of money, and just do what brings us joy. Love it. Love that. Snap, snap. Okay, now I have to go. I'm like, wait, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Elisa Monjadas. I'm a vision producer, and my mission is to not allow any women's vision to go unseen, unrealized, because everything is possible, and I'm here to help you reach your dreams. Mm. Mm. I love it. So I have to mention that we have had Vanessa on the podcast before and like, hello, total life change since we last had you. When we last had you, you were like ready to quit your job, but you couldn't quite yet. You had the power then that you still have now. You just changed where you're using it and how you're using it. So what happened since like... Early, probably what, May 2021, something like that. Oh my God. I decided to make a conscious choice, number one, to get out of my own way. I think I based a lot of my success and things that either happened or didn't go my way on my crutches, on my childhood experiences. And I used every excuse in the book because sometimes we are afraid of our own light. And I knew how big I can soar and something about that scared me. So even though I knew I was a big fish in a small pond, I was in my own way and I decided to choose me. I took the power of choice, put it back in my hands and decided to turn my life around to make it what it is today and and live in pure authentic to me and to my soul's calling. It sounds to me like you broke up your relationship with fear and decided to have a relationship with yourself. I broke up the relationship with the person I thought I needed to be and married my true self. And however that evolves on a daily basis, because it evolves on a daily basis. So I decided to quit. So I support quitters. Yes. Quitters rule. (laughs) Quit what doesn't work for you. Plain and simple. It's it's not the bad thing. Absolutely. 
Now I can totally relate. I mean, quitting those things that hold you back, we have to, whether it was, as you mentioned, your past, your childhood past, whether it is a, a relationship that's holding you back, it could be your professional job, whatever it is, if it's holding you back, you got to break up with it. You got to go. You just quit. You got to quit. A hundred percent. I quit my first marriage and people thought I was crazy. And that was the biggest thing. And I think because I got so much, you know, flack for it, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to quit the six figure cushy corporate job. Well, I knew that I can do more for myself. And I think it's weighing those pros and cons, but at the same time, not everything is going to have a clear path and you just have to be comfortable walking into the unknown, but that's where you discover true greatness. You discover yourself. So I'm a big fan of quitting. I'm a quitter and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. What was the biggest obstacle? I know that you had to find a relationship with yourself, right? And that's the beauty of it. And that's where your power has been able to shine and be who you are right now. I mean, you could even see it's not just the lighting. You look amazing. So what was it? What was that process like? Because I would imagine there's so many of us that have gone through it or still may be going through it. Well, the first step is self-awareness, is being comfortable and brave enough to say, you know what? Not everything around me is actually a doing of my own desires and wishes. So many of us are programmed by society, our parents, our friends, on what they think we should be doing, how we should be acting, how society expects us to look, how corporate America, how different businesses and entities think that we should be showing up, right? It's easy to put people in categories and labels because it makes it more digestible for the general population. And I needed to take stock of how left my life was going because I was so afraid of going right, which was my true calling. And I made the choice to just break my life apart. And that meant quitting my job, immersing myself in therapy. I even almost got divorced by my current husband who so lovingly just brought me a latte. But sometimes you have to completely lose your mind to discover your mindset. How did you begin to discover your mindset <laughs> because you you just threw us a bomb. You just threw us a bomb out there. Like I almost, I did this, I did that, almost got divorced, you know, left my job. And that's a lot. That's all you have to do. No big deal. Just, you know, <laughs> it, it's a lot. Just change your whole life. It, it's just being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like I used to dislike crying because I was like, I'm tough. I don't cry. Nothing bothers me. I have a high pain threshold. You know, all these stories you tell yourself and you realize that those are just coats of armor that you put on yourself because you were probably hurt in the past. And I had to sit with the discomfort of also realizing that a lot of what was happening around me is my own doing, 100% my own doing. A lot of people like to place blame because it's much easier. And I decided to put myself center stage. And the only way that I was going to get through these things is to recognize the flaws in myself, recognize the areas of opportunity, and make the conscious choice of being in my discomfort. I cried, ugly cried. Not every day was pretty. I reached out to friends. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then next day, I felt like I could conquer the world. But it was just pushing through those plateau moments so that you can truly thrive. So it began with just taking a hard look in the mirror and looking at myself and just saying, girl, I love you, but what the F? Get it together. Life is better than this, but you created this. Now fix it. That's so powerful because it is so much easier when you have a victim to fight, when it's just a black and white. It's their fault. It's this is why I'm like this. Because looking inside, it's really, it's like accepting that it is you. You can't blame anybody else. Right. I'm not as perfect as I tell myself. Yes. 
Yes. You know, to look back and be like, okay, it's not all everybody else's fault. We let people have that power. And that was the problem. I allowed way too many people, entities, work, all these things dictate the priorities in my life. And I'm the one that has to dictate what's a priority in my life. I remember I used to have a hard time with no one ever understanding what I did for a living. You're charting a new path. When you call yourself a vision producer, that's not a common term. So normally people are going to be like, oh, what is that? Yeah. But even when I was just in marketing, no one understood. No one understood. And I finally, a couple of years ago, I was writing something. Some, oh, someone asked me that question. Who are you? Just like we did today. And I said, I am abstract. I am beautiful. I'm expensive. And that was like, Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yes. You know what? I am like an abstract painting. Like not everyone gets me, but once they do, they can totally see my beauty. They see my worth and I can live in that and own that and not care what other people think or whether they get it or not. Like I got to keep on moving. Mm -hmm. Your like is just extra because I wake up loving myself. So anyone else's like is just extra. I love that. It's uncomfortable for us to love ourselves this much so deeply, like to be so full of yourself because the people who aren't, it, it makes them feel uncomfortable. And then they're like, you're labeled. Oh, you're full of yourself. You're this. You're that. You can label me all you want. I'm at peace with the thoughts in my mind. And somebody I admire like Oprah, she's full of herself and she admits it. So I want to be Oprah. I want to be the Latina Oprah. I'm going to do what she does. And if she's full of herself, so am I. <laughs> I love that. But how happy does that make you feel? right? Instead of being the victim and blaming other people to actually own it and be like, no, I am this and I believe it. So I don't care what everybody else believes because it gives you that power, right? To walk in the joy, to walk in the peace and to just own it. Let me ask you guys this. What is the responsibility that we each need to take to help break that bias? And how much is it other people? A part of this campaign, I, I was not sure if I really wanted to promote because I'm like, what is the point of saying no to gender bias? Like me putting a picture up on the internet, is that going to make a change? So what are the actual changes we need to make? Like what is our responsibility? Having a conversation and I think biases can show up in any way. So for example, thinking about my Latinidad and the cultural biases. You grow up thinking you're a girl, you can only do these careers. You're a boy, he's a tough one, let him go do that, right? It's, it's starting from that young age of telling you what you can and cannot do, how you should and should act. And all these things eventually start forming biases. And imagine I'm one person, we are over 8 billion people on this planet. So that's 8 billion types of different biases that I agree, just showing up a photo, putting it up on Instagram, isn't doing anything. It's not moving the needle. However, these conversations that we're having and having conversations with your family members so that one, they understand what I do. Two, I don't care if they understand though, but I'm going to educate you. And three is if I see any signs of biases, oh, but you know, let your brother do that. No, I'm more than capable. Why would I let them, right? And, but it's a conversation, it's an education that it starts with us in order to repair those generational traumas, biases, and curses. It definitely starts with me. It starts with individually us because we can't tell other people about their biases when we haven't seen our own. Because a lot of the times from a women's perspective, and Vanessa, I know you you preached this before and I love it. 
we may understand that, hey, I'm all that and then some, right? And I got this power and I don't care what everybody else thinks. But then how are we helping the other Latina or that other woman see her worth at the end of the day? Because I think a lot of the times, and we talked about this, like in the novelas and all this stuff, it's like, how are we helping other women? What are the biases that I have as a Latina, as a woman, as a mother, as an executive, as a whatever it is? What are those biases that I need to break so that I could help other women in the long run? I would say biases also come from a lot of insecurities. Um, I think I may have shared this before, but it's okay to feel jealousy. Just don't be jealous and minimize somebody else's shine. We can all equally shine. If I'm, I'm not jealous of Oprah, but I want what she has, right? But somebody may consider that jealousy because everyone has their own point of view on how they address and look at things. And it's okay to want what someone else has. You just don't have to break them down to get there. There's plenty of room for us to get there. You know, that's why there's 82 flavors of specific Bigelow tea. A good way of empowering one another is to respect all the different qualities that everyone brings to the table because they don't all have to meet at a certain level. It's about all that diversity. That's what makes the soup so good. Those biases, we end up competing with people that could be in our team and can help us go further. And I've seen that happen so many times and I'm like, wow, I, I, I hear this a lot that I'm like, you've been asking for somebody to help you do A, B, and C and you have the person, but now you're hating or you're, or you're competing against them. And, and it's because of those biases, instead of seeing this as a resource and going back to, is my bias? Oh, I could do it alone. Yeah, I know I could do a lot of stuff alone. I got it. But at the end of the day, are my own biases stopping me from being great? I would say that's one of the reasons why I joined We All Grow Latina as partner and co-CEO is because for the first time in my professional career, I met two other Latina women that truly wanted to see me win in this competitive landscape, right? In, in corporate America, I've had female bosses, Latinas, that weren't incredibly supportive. In fact, I felt like I had to do double the work to prove myself because there was that competitiveness. Whereas with We All Grow, it was just a different environment. And I'm like, this is so smart because of the power in numbers. If one grows, we all grow. If if we can create what we can create singularly, imagine exponentially how that compounds if we decided to stop with the gossip, stop with the comparisons, and just get together to make things happen. I mean, I would like for one day we start talking about men's equal pay day. <laughs> Let's give the fellas a chance. <laughs> Well, Vanessa, I want to pause you and say congratulations to becoming co-CEO of We All Grow Latina. Yes. Oh, thank you. We're so happy for you and proud of you and proud to know you. And we're excited to see how you grow personally in this journey. It was beautiful because I made the decision to quit corporate America with the idea that I will never be somebody else's employee. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it because it feels good not because it's expected of me. It has to feel good. Like otherwise, what's the point? If you're feel, if you're not feeling it, you're completely missing the point. And the decision was just an intuitive one that Anna approached me and it was just like a no-brainer yes. It's a platform and a community that I've admired for many, many years. And I just felt con- lucky, like pinching myself lucky. I still do that sometimes. Like, oh my God, this is now my team. This is my business. This is incredible. So thank you for those sweet wishes. And no, absolutely. When I saw that, I was like, yes, I know her. I know her. And I am so proud of her. And uh, so it's, that's the beauty of it. Just feeling that love of 
you seeing you succeed, just having talked to you last year and how far you come, I'm like, I can't wait for to talk to her again so she can show people like, yes, you can do what you love and be happy and be powerful and just get all the things that you want. So, so, so proud and admire your courage to do what you love. I got goosebumps listening to you because I could genuinely feel the happiness, right? I can feel that another, seeing another woman of color succeeding, right? Brings me joy. Like, you know, when you watch X Factor and someone makes it to the end and you're like crying because you're happy for them. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine if we did that for each other and I'm blessed to have the both of you and to get that support. But that also shows growth because you've both done work on yourself. You've both have self-awareness and you both are so confident in who you are and what you bring to the table that it doesn't bother you if there's someone equally as talented in that table. There's so much joy that comes in supporting other women. And if you rob yourself of that joy by focusing on what other women have and what you don't and where they're at in their life, you know, we're all on our different journeys. But when you can appreciate deeply and truly where someone is and the successes that they have, it is a wonderful feeling to have and to experience. Like every email or announcement, you know, I was on Vanessa. I was like, why doesn't the whole world know about this yet? And then she was like, hold on. <laughs> but like every time I saw something from you announcing it, like I was excited. And like, I just want people to understand that we share in those blessings with each other. And it is just a beautiful thing to to experience and to live with other people and and to not do it alone. Well, Elisa is one of the few people that knew before it even became public. I was like, please don't say anything. I'm trusting you. But her joy for me was like, I really got to make sure I sign this contract because I can't disappoint her. (laughs) I love it. Love it. You know, what I love about, about you, Vanessa, is that, you know, if you see somebody that says, oh, this is amazing what you did, you're like, you could do it too. You could do it too. And, and I, and I've taken those learnings from you. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I brought somebody with me to do a conference and she's like, I love the way you speak. I want to be able to do that. I was like, no, you could be better than me. And I'm going to show you that. And it's just like, oh yeah. It's like, I want to genuinely see that. Um, so it's, it's just like you said, Alisa, it's not just a wonderful feeling to see that, but when you see others just move up the blessing and the happiness and the joy that you can truly feel when you help other women rise is just, poof, I'll take it any day. Until we all as a collective support one another in that way, we are going to consistently keep celebrating Equal Pay Day for women. We're going to consistently be talking about breaking rules and breaking biases and shattering glass ceilings on International Women's Month as opposed to just being able to talk about how do we consistently level up each other. It's because there's clearly a gap, but that gap, granted, was not a woman that decided one day, I want to make sure that women get paid less. Obviously not. But it is on us to create a movement to rise and to close the gap when someone wants to ask you, how can I talk? You show them the way because no one's still going to do it the way that you do. So you can show your stuff, but your secret sauce is yours. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of it. We need everybody's uniqueness. If not, we would all would have been created the same and we're not. There's a reason we all have the different talents and we all bring something different to the table. I always tell people, your talents are the answer to somebody else. But you keep hiding them because we're hiding behind these unconscious biases that we sometimes put on ourselves. 
That is also, I would say, a reason why so many women don't go for what they want because they're so afraid of being judged. They're so afraid of what people will think. They're so they're afraid of either failure or success. But what you just said is, imagine if you don't put yourself out there. You, you are potentially then not transforming people's lives. You have the ability to just impact one person. And by you not sharing your gifts, that one person will impact or have the kind of transformation that they need, but it needs to start with you. You have this ability to influence the people around you, just like Vanessa was saying, like it starts with your family. Like whoever is in your life, you have an influence. You don't have to be a motivational speaker like Dr. Madati to go impact others and empower them to move. Who is in your close circle? Who can you encourage on a daily basis? Uh, absolutely. And it's it's interesting because when I did this conference a few weeks ago, I showed the women just that I said, what I'm talking about can impact certain group of you, but I challenged a few to come up and say their story and the impact that that had on what they talked about at the moment impacted so many others. And the women kept coming up and saying things and it just touched the whole room. And what I was trying to get to, that's my point. We need more of you to be on this stage, not just me. And by them being courageous, like it just touch one and they were nervous, but they came in and told that particular part of the story, their story. And it touched so many more lives than I wouldn't have done just talking myself. Okay. Let's take this to the workplace because there are so many missed opportunities that I think that women do not take advantage of. And one of them that I want to touch on because of Dr. Madati's involvement with 5050 women on boards is that there are bigger places of influence, literal places, depending on your role in a company, depending on your role of advising companies, coaching companies, consulting, all of that. And so I want to talk about getting more women in the boardroom. Yes, that is definitely a passion of mine. One, because it is a place of influence, but two, because there's also money there and it is being kept away from people like us. So to give you an example, Fortune 100, there's only 4% Latinos, right? 11% African-American, 4% Asian. When you break it to the 500, it's, it's still only 4% Latinas or Latinos altogether, actually. And this, people on the board, they have the opportunity to influence big time, but also there's a big monetary Let's talk about that. Like how much money? Like, what do you mean? So the top 100 um, boards pop could be paying anywhere from 250000 to 350000 a year, right? And when you retire. So just imagine that you're retiring and now you got this just, you know, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. You have to do work. But at the end of the day, you're not running the business. You're there consulting and advising and influencing. That's an untapped revenue stream. I need to get myself on a board. Right? Right? Listen, I tell everybody that I meet because when I started doing a lot of board work for for the nonprofit and I started interviewing because I went on, on it, on the journey to bring in more women of color when I learned about it. And honestly, no disrespect, but when I read the resumes of the white women, they have been doing board <laughs> nonprofit preparing almost since their birth. <laughs> then I would speak to um, Black women and Latina women, and they were like, no, I just do stuff for the community, but I never was on a board. It's not that the women don't do stuff for the community. I mean, Black and Latina women, I know because I work so close with them. 
always in the community, but yet not getting credit because they were not sitting at the right table. So I'm glad that somebody told me because then now I'm able to, to preach to others. But this is an untapped market. You want to talk about economic inclusion, start including more diversity on the boards. And I'm not just talking about women diversity, but multicultural women. And then let's talk about economic inclusion. But that's why it's important that you are where you are, though. Like, have you not been part of that 50-50? Then more, the women that you are impacting wouldn't know, right? Same thing with me getting promoted. Every time I did, I made sure that the, the spot that I was leaving got filled by a woman of color, right? But you, it's like those actionable, really conscious steps and movements to make sure that you are sharing your pie so that the collective can expand and rise. Yeah. And, and I want to give credit to 5050 Women on Boards because they are the leading global education and advocacy organization. So what they do is really raise awareness for business on gender balance and diversity on boards. So anybody out there, check them out because they're out there doing the hard work for people like us to be able to have a seat at the table. The reality is we need more women out there knowing about getting on boards, start getting on those nonprofits now and let this be part of your income when you decide to retire. Ooh, can we talk about retirement, money, more money? I love <laughs> money. Why don't we talk about how much we love money? Money's a good thing. Money gives you power and influence to do more of what you love. I was going to say, like, talk about rule-breaking strategies, you know, for money has been a taboo subject for so long. And even in the past, we've talked about asking your peers what they make and really having those open conversations because it is uncomfortable. I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to someone who clearly had more money than I did, and it was uncomfortable for me to talk about money with them because I was like, oh, I'm just a measly, like, this is what I, you know, this is my life. But then it was also uncomfortable for me to talk to someone with less. I, I just knew they had less and I didn't want to be like bragging or pious. And my conclusion is that it's just uncomfortable. But if you really want to help people in that area, you have to talk about it. A hundred percent. But you talking about it, whether they have more or less than you is educating them because I wasn't aware of salaries. I didn't know what pay parity was until I was working at a corporate 500 fintech company and realize that my colleagues, same work, we do the same thing, same title, same everything. He was making about $38,000 more than I was. But that's only because I overheard him on the phone. And I was like, I'm sorry, you make how much for, for the same thing? <laughs> right? But we don't get taught this in school. We are taught algebra. We're taught all these generalized things. And no one is teaching us about investing, building wealth, taxes, generational wealth, how to make money, how to negotiate salaries, all those things that you learn on the road, basically on your own, but it's on us now to share that wisdom and say, everything is negotiable, especially your salary. Never accept the first offer. Always make sure you try to maximize what you can. And when possible, ask people how much they make. And I think it really needs to stop being such a taboo topic. Otherwise, us as a collective, a woman collective, will not rise up to making you know, the 1% of you know, the rich people in the world because the 1% is 98% men. And it'll take longer. Like you said, it's taboo. It's like this whole inspector gadget thing. It's like, let me find out all these things. <laughs> right. Had I not known, I would have still been making less money. Yeah. And now we all know we can get on a board and be set for life. Right. That's another <laughs> income revenue stream. That's right. All right. So concluding thoughts. Influence women. 
because you do have influence and own your influence. Celebrate the success of other women. Look up other ways that you can make money. Talk to others about making money. You have permission to quit if something isn't serving you. Quit your job, quit your detox, quit drinking. Whatever you need to quit, quit it. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable in all of these areas because there are so many sources of discomfort to move ahead, to spend the next day living your life. If you're listening to this podcast, you are adult enough to know that it being uncomfortable is no longer an excuse for you. And the three of us are here to stand beside you and let you know that you don't have to do it alone, but you're still going to have to face it. That's the way that the universe works. The universe will bring you the lessons because it knows you're already settling. And when you feel discomfort, it's because it, your body knows it's settling. So the universe has to come and teach you some lessons. <laughs> Right? So I look at myself in the mirror in the mornings. The first thing I do is hype hype myself up. I thank myself. But then I actually ask myself, if this was your last day, is this how you would want to live it? And so I only do the things that I want that bring me joy. And the last thing I would say is ask yourself, when was the last time that you celebrated another woman? Truly celebrated her. Celebrated her that you cried of tears of joy because you were so happy. If you haven't done that lately, Gift yourself this International Women's Day and find a woman to celebrate and truly celebrate her greatness. Oh my God. Yes, you've just preached to my heart because celebrating women, I think that's why we connect. Celebrating women is what we do because we love it. But that's why we know the joy and the abundance that that brings. The universe will match your frequency. There's enough to go around. And celebrating doesn't mean you have to have signed a contract, got a new deal. It's just celebrating you for going through it, for doing you, for being who you are, for challenging yourself, for following your dreams, whatever it may be. I love that. Please reach out to a woman, anyone, and just celebrate them and just give them love and gratitude because we all need it. We all need those hugs from time to time. Want to know how breaking the rules can help you level up your career game? Search What Rules Podcast on any social media platform and join our members-only group on LinkedIn, where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a production of Color Forward. The show is produced by me, Elisa Monjadas, with editing and fabulous sound design by Mathar Delion. Visit colorforward.com for more stories, events, and of course, all the episodes of What Rules. Anybody out there know of a board seat? Let me know. For all of us? <laughs> for, for all of us. That's right. Three <laughs> very qualified women here. Yes, all three. Yes. We're a package deal. And no, you do not get a discount. We're all expensive. <laughs>